Welcome to Fireside Outdoors. I'm your host, David Baldridge. And this week, I'm recording on Friday because Thursday came and went pretty quick. And so I apologize for that. But this is Friday, February 19th, 2021. I want to thank you for joining today. And I've got a few things on the list to talk about. The first would be 10 of the most underrated cartridges in the shooting sports industry that involves hunting as well. We're going to talk about a few of those, some that you may have forgotten about and some that maybe you didn't even know existed. We're going to talk about Missouri passing a, a bill that upholds the Second Amendment for the citizens of Missouri. We'll talk just a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about um, the 223 Wildy or Wild, however it's pronounced, and what the benefits are of that. It's something I just recently learned about and have done some extra reading and, of course, made the mistake of not purchasing that as my AR-15 platform barrel. So we're going to speak just a little bit about those things. Um, I also recorded a song that, uh, that I really like, and I'm going to put it on here because I can. It's my podcast, and I can do that. So hopefully you enjoy it. Um, we're going to go on a break here for the sponsorship message and join me right back in just a couple minutes. Thanks. Thank you for listening to that sponsorship message by Anchor.fm. Anchor is purchased by Spotify, and so if you're listening to Anchor, you're also listening to Spotify, much like the Google of the industry. Almost everything is tied to Google. You never know who's going to be purchasing the next website or the next podcasting or um, radio-type program, app, website, whatever you name. And so you always have to be on your toes when it comes to technology. Let's move right into the subject matter. The first one is going to be an email that I received from the Field and Stream because I signed up for their newsletters. And one thing that really interested me was the article, The 10 Most Underrated Cartridges, The Proven Cartridges That Don't Get Respect They Deserve. So we're going to talk just a little bit about one that I have forgotten about. To be honest with you, I just just really didn't, I guess I've not seen one around too much, but I've heard of them. The 222 Remington, introduced in 1950, a guy named Mike Walker. He combined the Remington 722 bolt action um, with this 50 grain bullet that shot 3,200 feet per second to create the, t- the 222 Remington. And for about 25 years, it was a popular round. It was kind of a go-to for um, long-distance shooting, marksmanship, uh, precision shooting, but then was replaced by the 6 PPC, and it was extremely accurate round. Um, of course, now we know that the 223 Remington is the one of the most popular rounds on the market today, um, but before that was the 222, and I just want to point that out that Really, it was pretty much the same round as the 223, just marketed a little bit different. Um, and of course, prairie dog hunting opens up a great opportunity to use the 223 and um, any small varmints. And I know some children who have shot their first deer with a 223, so nothing wrong with that at all. Um, the 
article continues to go on to the 220 Swift, and it was designed in 1935. It's a 6 millimeter Lee neck down to a 224. And of course, we know that the 224 Valkyrie is one of the, uh, it's, it's not a super popular one, but it's a popular AR-15 platform round that has just kind of come into existence over the last few years. Um, they move on to the 250 Savage. Um, then the 257 Roberts and the 25-06, one of my favorites. I actually bought a Savage 110 Storm with the 25-06. It's a stainless steel barrel. It's got the ergonomic stock bolt-action rifle. It came with a Vortex Crossfire 2 3 by 9 by 40 scope. And it's a tack driver. I absolutely can shoot bullets on top of each other. I've done that a few times with my 243 as well and my wife's 243, which both of those are Savage models. Um, I'm sorry, my other 243 was a Ruger Mark 77. And I have since sold that one, but it was a tack driver too. So I really enjoy my Savage Apex Storm. It's a 110 Apex Storm. And it has a special coating on it so it can withstand the elements out in the cold and the rain, the sleet, and the snow. But the 25-06 is a deadly round. It's actually a pretty large bullet, um, very similar to a 30-06 bullet. Uh, I'm sorry, shell casing. Um, but the bullet um, itself is actually neck down. The, the 25-06 is a bit like the 220 Swift that's got a true high velocity um, but the people didn't quite know what to make of it. And it's really a fine long range cartridge that kicks less than a 270, but stays flatter for a long period of time. And if you look at the ballistics of a 270 versus a 25 6, they're very similar. And then you throw in the six and a half Creedmoor, which is very similar as well. And I really had a hard time picking between the six and a half Creedmoor versus the 25 6. And the ballistics, basically, what it meant to me was the bullet that I wanted to shoot. Um, Win Winchester XP deer season, when it gets to its target, it maintains at 700 yards, we'll just say five to 700 yards, it maintains its velocity better than the six and a half Creedmoor did. And so it doesn't mean it's more accurate, it just means it carries more energy when it gets there. And so I went with the 25-06. The chances of me shooting a deer over 300 yards is extremely minimal. I don't think I've ever done it. And my dad has. But he's got a 7mm mag. So he can shoot one 6 miles away if he wants to. But the 25-06 is a good round. It continues to go on down. And uh, really I didn't find anything interesting about any of the other ones um, below the 25-06. So I really like that 30 caliber and less type of bullet. That Those intrigue me because of the foot per second that's coming out. And the energy that is produced at the end. You can find this article on fieldandstream.com, the 10 most underrated cartridges. And it was actually published, um, I updated September 23rd. And for some reason, I just got it in my email as a newsletter. So uh, that's a pretty cool little article. We'll move on to the 223 Wild or Wildy, whichever you want to call. I've heard a lot of talk about this on the Gun and Gear podcast, uh, which is a podcast that I listen to. Um, I've also heard a lot about it in just local stores, people talking about what's the best barrel 
um, to purchase with my lower receiver. I want to do my own build and I want to build a 223, but I'm really kind of stuck between do I want a 556, do I want a 223, and then what about this 223 Wildy or Wild that we're hearing about? Well, I'm here to tell you just a little bit about it. I've done some research, I've talked to some people, and now I'm looking at an article that explains what are the benefits of a 223 Wild, and I'm going to stick with that. Well, we all know that the 5.56 is a NATO round. It's the NATO. It's a very popular, very common round used, basically chambered, for the military. The 223 Remington is uh, very similar, uh, very similar in size of the casing, but the bullet lead time, and the lead time is, is basically um, the distance from the bullet's resting place inside the chamber, to the point where the bullet will engage the rifling of the bullet. So there's usually some sort of a gap. And where that gap is, is where the biggest difference is. So um, the 5.56 is loaded to a really high pressure, and the 223 Remington is loaded at a much lower pressure. And so those lead times have to be different in order for them to operate accurately and consistently. Now, if you purchased a 5.56 NATO upper, for your AR-15 lower, or maybe maybe it's a bolt-action rifle. Really, we don't have that trouble with bolt-action rifles. But let's talk about AR-15s. If you have a 5.56 upper, the 223 will shoot through the 5.56 upper, no problem. But the vice versa is not really true. You you have to be extremely careful, and it's because of that lead, that um, that distance between where the bullet is chambered in the chamber, and the distance between the bullet and where it's going to um, hit resistance with the rifling. That amount of pressure, that distance makes a huge difference because the 5.56 can destroy the insides of a 223 chambered um, action and chamber. You have to be really careful there. And if that doesn't make sense, I'm going to try to explain it again. The 5.56 will shoot 5.56 and 223 Remington, no problems. But if you have a 223 Remington and you try to put a 5.56 in there, it's probably going to go off and it's going to go off fine the first few times. But you run a risk of that high amount of pressure blowing out gas ports, blowing out O-rings, or maybe potentially causing some major issues and blowing up in your face. We do not want that to happen. So do not reverse the two. Buy a 223 Wild. And I say that because the 223 Wild was built by a guy named Bill Wild of Illinois. He solved the issue with just some engineering. And I don't know how he figured it out. But the guy was a genius when it came to building chambers and, and uh, barrels on AR-15 firearms. The 223 Wild chamber gives enough room in the throat so a 5.56 NATO, cart NATO cartridge won't build up the dangerous pressure but it keeps the improved concentricity and that results in greater ac accuracy, um, just like the 223 Remington. So the 223 Wild Chamber allows the owner to shoot both types. They're identically dimensioned, but they have different um, pressures. It's, it's identical ammunition and they don't have to worry about it when they shoot it through a 223 Wild Chambered AR-15 upper.
That's pretty cool. I think everybody should know that. And why that wasn't my first choice is because I simply didn't know about it. And so I'm sharing that with you today. And I know that was like a rambling, a big, long explanation. But bottom line is, if you're building an AR-15 platform, you need to look at the 223 Wild and see if I'm going to shoot 5.56 or 223. Right now, ammunition is hard to come by, but I have come by both. I've come I've been able to purchase cases of both the 223 and the 556 and so I want the option to be able to shoot them both. I purchased a 556 upper. It's barreled and chambered in the 556 so I can shoot the 223 Remington no problem. Um, I'm just not going to be as accurate um, an accurate of a shooter with that but I, I built a pistol so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, it's going to do the thing that I want it to do. Now, if I was shooting competitions, it would extremely matter. It would matter very, very much. But I didn't know what the 223 Wild was. Now I do, and, and really, honestly, I've kind of kicked myself because I should have purchased that. I should have done my research and figured it out before I purchased. So don't let somebody make the mistake of, of putting themselves in a hole by buying a 223 Remington Upper when they can have a 5.56 or the better unit which is the 223 wild i send people to bear creek arms i'm sorry bear creek arsenal non-stop bearcreekarsenal.com they're a great place to find stuff in stock for your ar-15 and ar-10 platforms and they're very reasonably priced in fact they give me just a little bit of a discount but over the last little bit it's not has been a great a discount uh, over the last year or so so any, anyway remember the 223 wild chamber um, it's not a totally different round. It just allows you to accurately and efficiently use the 5.56 and the 223 Remington cartridges interchangeably with no issues. So check it out. Bill Wilde, he was a genius when it came to that. So the last thing I want to speak about, um, I know this is going to be a little bit shorter, but remember, I've got, I've got a song coming up, so I want you to be ready for that. Missouri. The Missouri House, the Congress of Missouri, has passed a bill to ban local police from enforcing federal gun laws. And it's that sounds very vague, but basically what it does is this bill passed in favor 103 to 43 in favor of the bill on Thursday, which would have been February 4th. And the measure would penalize the local police agencies if their officers enforced federal gun laws. And I assume that, that uh, state prosecutors, the county prosecutors, would also face some sort of backlash if they file those charges as well. The Republican sponsor says that he's motivated because the possibility of new federal gun restriction under the president, Joe Biden, and the Democratic-led U.S. House, and of course, the tie in the Senate. It's going to go to the state's GOP-led Senate for consideration. I'm not sure if that has passed yet. I don't know if they've talked about it, but I'm sure it's going to be one of the key topics for um, the Senate in the state of Missouri. Now, why is that important? Well, I'm a state... I am a state uh, law enforcement officer for the state of Missouri. And if I were to take firearms away from somebody who hadn't committed a crime other than being in possession of firearms um, and that the federal government had issued some sort of a decree that we should go collect these firearms for whatever reason, 
if that person was not a restricted person, a prohibited person, and me taking those guns away from him would violate his Second Amendment rights, then basically the state of Missouri, the Congress is saying that I would be penalized and my agency would be penalized because I did that act of restricting their Second Amendment rights. Now, I see some loopholes in it, and I don't know all the ins and outs and the details, um, but the federal government is going to have a really hard time with taking our guns away. I don't believe that's their intention, but I believe that they will try to restrict the sale, restrict the manufacture, and increase the cost of ammunition and firearms, which we are seeing now. I do not believe that it's simply just an industry issue with supply and demand, I believe there is a political issue here with our current situation. And of course, the COVID pandemic and the, the mass chaos, the riots have increased the, the concern of people wanting to purchase ammunition and firearms. So that definitely plays a role in it. But I cannot turn my head and say that it's not political at all. And this is just one example of a state stepping up and saying, we will not allow the federal government to create a registry to take firearms away that aren't registered just because they're not registered. There's what they're saying. They're not saying they're protecting felons rights. They're saying they're protecting my rights as a U.S. citizen. They're protecting my Second Amendment rights in the state of Missouri. And they're not going to allow officers to assist federal officers in taking away my guns when I'm allowed to have them. And so I think it's pretty cool. And and certainly, ethically, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, and very, very few times in my career have I faced an ethical challenge like that. And um, I would like to think that I'm, I'm strong enough and brave enough to stand up for my morals, even if it wasn't against the law. But thank you to the Congress of Missouri for doing that. I think it's going to be a positive thing. And it should give Missourians um, an opportunity to pause and and know that the people they elect here locally are standing up for their rights. And I think that's an awesome thing. Well, guys, I don't have anything else right now. I'm sorry I'm a day late, um, but I'm not a dollar short because I've got a song up here. It's called Almost Home, and it's me singing. Um, the song is is sang by Mercy Me, and um, I play it to my own... My own uh, in my own key, I kind of play it my own way, but hopefully you enjoy it. I didn't do any editing, so if I mess up, that's me. And I want to thank you for listening to Fireside Outdoors, where we talk about anything and everything outside. I want you to connect with this snow out. Make sure you're taking your kids and your family out, letting them enjoy the snow, snowy weather before it goes away, because it's warming up right now and that snow is starting to melt. Thank you for coming. Connect with God, connect with nature, and take somebody outside because the adventure begins here. Now here's a song, Almost Home, recorded by David Baldwin. Are you disappointed? Are you desperate for help? You know what it's like to be tired and only a shell of yourself. You start to believe you don't have what it takes. Cause it's all you can do just to move, much less finish the race. 
Don't forget what lies ahead. Almost home, brother, it won't be long. Soon all your burdens will be gone. With all your strength, sister, run wild, run free. Hold up your head, keep pressing on. We are almost home. Well, this road will be hard, but we win in the end. Simply because of Jesus in us, it's not if, but when. So take joy in the journey, even when it feels long. Oh, find strength in each step, knowing heaven is cheering you on. We're almost home. Brother, it won't be long. Soon all your burdens will be gone. With all your strength, sister, run wild, run free. Hold up your head, keep pressing on. We are almost home. Almost home, almost home. I know that the cross has brought heaven to us, but make no mistake, there's still more to come when our flesh and our bones are no longer between where we are right now and where we're meant to be. When all that's been lost has been made whole again When these tears and this pain no longer exist No more walking, we're running as fast as we can Consider this our second win Almost home, brother, it won't be long Soon all your With all your strength, sister, run wild, run free. Hold up your head, keep pressing on. We are almost home, almost home, almost Almost